0: Should we do our clap now?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's Tim, do you that. Want to count itself.
0: Yeah, sure. Three, two, one. <laughs> <Whew. That was laughs> sounded a pretty bit good on this
2: end. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it sounded fine here. It, it's also oh, that's weird. You know, uh, doing it at that at that pace means we all have to count the correct amount of space in there. The hard pace. Yeah, that
1: itself is a vi- little bit of a video yeah.
2: That game. that is one or of the an challenges. audio game, as it were.
3: It's kinda like when I play a game like Oendon, it's a lot easier for me at harder levels because the thing I have to tap is
0: on screen for a shorter amount of time. Yeah. Right. I'm just I'm I'm okay with replicating a fourth beat based on three. I mean, I'm I'm not the best drummer in the world, so maybe I'm a little I don't know. Are you in the top hundred drummers in the world?
1: No, oh, I'm gonna say no on that one. Probably
0: top ten <laughs> thousand. I'd say That's a good rate considering how many drummers there are. Don't wanna, you know toot my own horn too much here i think i have something resembling a hidden talent when it comes to playing the drums i don't i don't show it off there's not not much on the public you're tooting your horn you're not in the percussion section at all yeah exactly totally different that zone. was that was going to be another part of my joke but we can leave it at that the tuba maybe
1: Episode 172 of the Insert Credit Show, a relentlessly paced video game talk show featuring a panel of experts with the solemn task of answering a series of 10 time-limited questions over the course of an hour. I am your host and moderator, Alex Jaffe, and my favorite bird in a video game are the seagulls that you can control in The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker by putting a pair on your
3: head. Oh, Excellent. (laughs) Um, I'm Frank Cifaldi, and my favorite bird in a video game, um, is in, it's Big Bird from the educational sesame street games for the original nes because um he's fully voice acted really um he is when you answer one of his very very simple you know for little kids trivia questions like which letter is a and you pick a is you that go, trivia for <laughs> yeah it is yeah <laughs> big bird, I mean, big bird goes yeah. uh he goes Wow. Just like that? Like that? That's how he says it? Is and that a uh,
1: genuine Carol it's Spinney? pretty good. I don't know what that means, Alex uh, Carol Spinney played Big Bird on Street. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 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 the real deal. Um, and she they, probably they didn't have... mean to sound sarcastic when she said, wow, but she does. He. He.
0: Oh, excuse me. A lot me. of people don't mind to sound the way they do. You know what I mean? They don't, yeah. they don't right. really they don't try they don't mean it I'm, I'm tim rogers and my favorite bird in the video game is not uh, kazooie from banjo kazooie <laughs> <laughs> basically every other bird is fine by me i know brandon's gonna say that birds in ninja guy that fly down at a 45 degree angle just as you jump off of a ledge though you know what i would actually say right now today based on recent events i gotta say i like those crows in bloodborne everybody know what i'm talking about those big chubby crows Big, weird, oily, chubby kind of crows slurming around on the ground, dragging their wings, too bloated to fly. And you just kind of whack them with your axe or your hammer, and they just scream and die. Those are that is a, a heck of a piece of bird art in video games. Just off the top of my head, that's my vote for today. I Thanks. actually
2: forgot about those Ninja Gaiden birds. Uh, I'm Brandon <laughs> Sheffield. My my favorite bird, yeah. My my actual favorite is probably the owls in. Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, where because you can get them as familiars and they're your buddies, and you can get up to three. When you get one, it hangs out on your shoulder. When you get two, then one hangs out on each shoulder, and when you get three, one is on your head. And so, if you're just standing there, you got three owls on yourself. It looks really cool. That's great. It is great. But also, there's I was thinking of this specific pigeon I saw in in Yakuza Three, I think, and the pigeons on the ground in that game they're not like the pigeons of reality where they will actually get out of your way sometimes these ones will just stand there and so i was i was in a cut scene and there were people walking by and they were just pushing this pigeon back and forth it was just sliding around uh and i found it incredibly hilarious and so i like that bird also although it's not my
0: absolute favorite the ninja guiding bird is real good though huh yeah, pretty good that's bird. A, a good practical joking bird. That's I didn't mention it because I just figured Brandon would. Yeah. I, I that's why that. I, I would I would have I would have brought it up. Uh, that was that would have been the one I chose. Well you did wind up doing it in the end. Well No, I, I stuck with the crows. Those crows are sick, dude.
1: Previously on Insert Credit, episode 10, September 2012, my neighbor Totillo. I ask... <laughs> What can we, the viewers, expect from the upcoming Metal Gear Solid movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. That's <laughs> oh, good, good Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. I asked that nine years ago.
0: Okay. Um, we can expect it to star Oscar Isaac, I think. that's That would my money be on that. He'd be Solid Snake. That's good money. That's all I got. I feel like one of us must
3: have said this nine years ago, but um, I expect, nay, I demand uh, a really sculpted, but on Solid Snake that is the,
0: the the focal point of several shots in the movie. I'm gonna say they need to go full Batman and Robin and put a hole on it. Yeah. A hole on you, his you know, butt? Oh yeah. yeah like like, yeah, like chaps yeah. or like just a No, no, I mean I mean like, like the Batman and Robin nipples on the suit. They need to put a butthole on it. A butthole on, his butt. on the butt, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think they should do it. I think they should they should legit do it.
2: So why not? I guess one development since then is that um since that time, both Tim and I are Twitter mutuals with the, the current director of the film.
0: Uh-huh, Jordan Vote roberts Yeah, So I something. expect myself to be an extra in the film. Uh, let's just say, I'm going to go ahead and, um, this is exclusive to the Insert Credit Show. Discussions are underway about me being an extra in the film. Discussions are underway. So, What do you think your role will be? I, I specifically requested that I want to be someone who gets killed by Solid Snake. And I have a lot of museum-grade replica U.S. military clothing that I could wear. If it's a scene set in Vietnam or whatever, I got that covered.
3: If the film has a no-kill run, uh, would you accept being tranked?
0: Actually, that would be much more fun. Okay. Because I would, I would insist on real tranquilizers being used. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, would you prefer to be tranked or would you prefer for uh, Oscar Isaac to choke you out?
0: Um, I think I, I think uh, the choke would be good. I would insist on real choking. So yeah. that one would have a risk of permanent uh, tracheal damage.
2: And then, would you get shoved into a locker or
0: now? I would get stood up in a locker. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's the good one.
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's gonna. I, I I I'm envisioning it as a scene set in like a flashback, uh, in the Metal Gear Solid Three era. Um, and uh, I don't know who plays Big Boss, but if it's Oscar Isaac playing Big Boss, then uh, that would be cool.
2: Here's a question for twenty twenty one. variant of this question which is do we think kojima will be more or less involved now that he is not at konami because he was when we first talked about this question and he was still in charge of the franchise at that time and now he has nothing to do with it but does that mean he's more likely to get involved personally i think that means it's more possible that he could actually do something because you know as 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 i've discussed before there's a an indivisible animation i don't know if it's tv or movie that has been optioned out mm-hmm. and uh i am not even allowed to have anything to do with it because they don't want to work with the original company that made the game or whatever they don't want to work with them
0: dude that's hilarious wow
2: yeah i think uh jordan vote rather roberts would probably want to get kojima involved and would be able to because kojima isn't working at konami but maybe konami could veto it so I don't know I'm I'm not sure
3: there's a whole
0: lot going I on suspect
3: there. Konami would pull some garbage if they tried to involve Kojima
0: I feel yeah. like any given American Hollywood movie studio could uh could pay Konami enough money yeah to just own Metal Gear Solid forever and then Metal Gear Solid no there won't even be any games of it it'll become yeah. a movie franchise what like uh Mila Jovovich's uh Resident Evil yeah except they still make Resident Evil games
1: don't they
2: isn't there a new one of those? I, th- I think they they made a couple.
1: Yeah, but they have very little to do with the uh, game.
2: Yeah, but Tim's talking about buying buying the license buying outright, Metal- and then only <laughs> yeah. MGM or whoever owns Metal Gear and, and Konami doesn't own it.
0: Yeah, there's no more video games anymore. It's just all movies. And then eventually we get like a sort of Midway's Street Fighter, the movie, the game, Metal Gear Solid game.
1: Yeah, but I'd do we even it. know if Kojima has any interest in directing movies? <laughs> yeah, it's hard <laughs> no, to say. Very
0: good question.
2: It seems like he's not super into it.
0: Uh, he seems uh, he seems interested in being involved with the Metal Gear Solid movie, which is puzzling. It's, it seems like there's been interest spoken about on on social medias and such.
2: One thing that Konami probably can't even mess with, his name's going to be in the credits because he's the creator of record for the characters. Oh, so sure. he will have to be credited in the screenplay uh, under the character's bracket I think so why not get him in there some
0: more then again you just never know how the japanese video game industry works across time and uh medias and mediums and and, and oceans and whatever they could they could get his name ripped out of there they could do it well i think I we the that one. there's a scream for it yeah i think Double the screams. real answer is we'll just have to get jordan vote roberts to be a guest on the show at some point soon yeah he'll he'll let us know He'll tell us probably every secret about it. Yeah. I don't see why not.
2: No, there can't. There's no reason not to.
1: Frank, you won last week's episode. Uh, so you get to Shoot. choose whether you want to ask your question now <laughs> oh, or God. if you want to ask your question near the end of the show.
3: Um, I don't know. Let's do it right now. It's something I just thought of. Wonderful. I just got my probably second email this week.
2: Not very many emails
3: asking specifically <laughs> Sorry. how to get into the career that I'm in.
2: Mm hmm. Oh the career that you specifically are in?
3: Yes. Uh oh, how man. do you make a career uh out of video game, game preservation? preservation?
2: Right. Dang. Um
3: which is not my question. Uh but oh. all three of us I think have jobs that there's no answer to.
0: So how do we answer these emails,
3: boys?
2: Yeah.
0: I usually just ignore them unless <laughs> the person has offered me money to uh to teach a lecture uh to 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 to, to frame it uh, as a lecture. At which point I, t- I go, how much money are we talking about here?
3: Well, you do that if it's like a college student who's just very sweet and is like, I really like video games
0: and your videos. How do I do what you do? Usually I just tell them to uh, to heck off. Yeah. And uh, No, I'm just kidding. I, I reply to these people all the time, though. I've got to say the I do, in fact, ignore a lot of them if they're not they don't ask anything specific or give me any anything specific at all. So if it's just someone being like, "How or do you got any advice for someone who wants to get started on this career?" It's like, "You got to you got to give me like a little bit of something about yourself. You got to give yeah, me true. a more detailed question." So, uh usually I just kind of freeze up at that point because I think the answer to that question for that guy for general purposes is all over my work. It's everywhere in there. So if if anyone has ever sent me a nebulous email like that and they're listening to this right now uh the reason I didn't answer was because I just I'm not 100% sure what the answer is.
2: I had an, a new revelation the uh yesterday which was based on some tweets that friend of the show Laura Miche were making uh was make what uh I, I lost my grammar. Anyway, <laughs> uh, um and which is uh, amusing given the point I'm about to make which is that if you want to be a, a writer for games it's important that you learn to write other people's styles. I hadn't Mm, thought about this, but um, Laura was talking about how she was like convinced as an early game writer that she needed to be super original and, you know, show how different she could be when in fact all of her writing jobs have been continue writing this thing that this other person started or add more lore in this style. And so the reason that she was actually able to be good at it is because You know, she had to emulate other people's styles in a humor magazine that she worked on or a newspaper that she worked on in the past. And I was realizing for myself that, you know, I hadn't thought about this as a skill. But for me, I also had to do that kind of stuff. And I had been like an editor for 10 years, and that helped me be able to write in other people's styles. So I guess one of the answers for game writing is to write fan fictions and try to write things that sound like other games, in addition to doing, of course, your own creative stuff and making your own twines and whatever. But you probably want... A friend of mine's taken a test to try to get into Nintendo localization. Is it a loyalty test?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Like choose one of these, Mario or Sonic. It was just a...
2: Yeah. It's taking like rough translated text and turning it into nicely written English. And the question yeah. was whether to do it Nintendo style or whether to give your own spin on it. And I was like, man, I don't know the answer to that question. Like, if it were me, I might try to do both. I'd be like, here's Nintendo. This is this this is how it would sound if it was banjo- in Banjo-Kazooie or <laughs> whatever.
0: Banjo-Kazooie is by Rare. That's not by Nintendo. Yeah, I know. Enormous difference. Treehouse localized the British
3: English into American English. Right, though, so. right. right.
2: <laughs> there we go. Thanks for saving me, uh, Frank. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, just having that kind of stuff under your belt is probably a good idea. So that's one piece of advice I could give.
3: I think for all three of us, the unfortunate answer is you just make stuff until someone notices and then they start yeah. paying you and then you use that until you can figure out how to get paid yourself. And then you do that
0: instead.
2: I try not to use the term go back in time at the start of all of these, but I always oh, yeah. think it like just just go back 15 years and then do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go back. Go back to the, the a couple years before you were born and uh, ask that your dad be born as a millionaire. Yes, that was, that's what I would do that's a good um, idea. Just ask that my dad go back in time. And, yeah, that and, would be uh, easy. But some stock advice. I would go back in time to when my dad was a child and ask him to go back in time to when his dad was a child and tell him to invest in. Uh, I, don't, I know. don't
3: think I don't think it's that much harder to <laughs> publish good content now. I think it might be a little easier. Um, it might be harder to get noticed. Yeah, but uh, I think it's a lot, I think we've got a lot more tools. We've got things like mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, I think it's probably easier to make the kind of content that would like make someone notice, like an editor or whatever. I, not that there's jobs for editors anymore, I
2: guess. But right, I don't know. Yeah, I don't need no editor. I think the tough part with that <laughs> stuff is a lot of the a lot of the things that are easier to do are like content creation and whatever, and that doesn't really lead you to being in to making video games. Um, yeah, right.
0: and the, the ease of content creation has a lot of people confuse me for getting paid a lot of money on Patreon to do something easy. Trust me, everyone, it's very hard what I do. Um, I get asked the question all the time, how do I launch a successful Patreon? I think I've mentioned this on this exact show, and the answer is, uh, do the same thing for like 20 years. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and just gradually build up an audience. Yeah. Oh, Jeffy had his timer started a little bit... Uh, uh, earlier than I had mine started, mine goes off right here. So we been... t-
3: that's a start of the question versus an end of the question. Time. Double screen
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I waited until you were completely done, and uh, the first sentence of the answer was underway. Uh, had a- Alex had, was a syllable in. Yeah, I was waiting for a syllable. This is good. This is where we're game designing our show as we uh, continue. You always always be learning. That's a, that's the A-B-L. answer of the question. Always be learning new stuff and tweak your design.
1: You guys remember E3? It's back in streaming digital presentation form. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's what
3: it's been for me for a couple of years now. So I'm no different. Yeah. I'm gonna,
1: is I'm, this
0: just what E3 is now? I hope not. I'm going to tell you what. I watched the god darn. I watched the I've started the timer now. I've, I watched the god <laughs> darn game awards last year back in December. Me and Brandon watched it. Yeah, that, that was there was no reason to watch that. I
2: couldn't get through the whole thing. No.
0: <laughs> Who's gonna watch the E3 though? I'm gonna watch it. Why not? I mean, I read books, you know. I watch films, you know. Um, however, because of the coronavirus, I watched some stuff on the streaming services over the last twelve months. I pray I would never have watched in my life. I watched this Lupon show, this French show on Netflix, just People because have been it asking was French. Is it
2: good or is it just French? And that's.
0: It is. It is French. Okay. Uh, got it. It is it is worse than CSI and it is nice. worse than BBC's Sherlock, but it is French. Yeah. And if you want four and a half hours of something French, it has some of the most boneheaded uh losery uh mystery plot stuff that I've ever seen. The the mystery stuff is oh my god. Yeah, so I watched that and I mean I didn't just watch it. I drank it with a milkshake straw. I mean, I just I watched straight through it because what else am I gonna do? I played I got every ending in Cyberpunk 2077 because uh I just I'm stuck inside and I don't want to go out there. So if if this thing is still going to be going on in June and uh I mean god help us uh it definitely is isn't it it's it's oh, not yeah, going to yeah. be over. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's <laughs> it's, it's, they're not going to solve it. There's not going to be a there's not going to be an over the counter cure available next to the Boner pills at every 7-Eleven uh in like the next 2 weeks, right? There's like and that's the only way people would take it. People talking about they don't want the vaccine. Oh, but they would they would take it if it was like next to the the no-dose and the uh, uh the Wiener pills at the gas station. They would take it, you know? It's Kona Protect or whatever they would call Pick it. up it.
1: with a stroop It would
0: be like have Captain like a bootleg Captain America on it with like a shield, but instead of the American star, it would be like a coronavirus. It would be like right. like you know, like the the weird the, the little virus diagram. Yeah. That's the only way that the coronavirus would end is if one of those pills came out from the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, and it had Mar- MCU branding on it and it came out in, in the next week.
1: So, yeah, I'm going to watch E3. I don't care. Yeah. I'll
0: Fire watch it.
3: it
1: up. That wasn't the question. Though.
0: Was the yeah. question <laughs> was,
1: is this what E3 is now?
2: And I
3: hope I not. mean, we're
1: all going to watch E3 and we might even do like a Twitch special or something. I don't I, know. Don't, we'll I don't think I, I suspect that
3: it's very possible that there is no E3 next year. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Digital or otherwise, because they are currently charging their partners uh, six figures to be a part of their video stream. Um, wow. And, uh, That's
0: ridiculous. As
3: far as I know, every ESA partner has a direct to consumer marketing arm that does video already. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what they get from E3 if it's not in
0: person. Yeah. E3 is going to be happening in the ether of the internet. I Think they might
2: lose a lot of people again, and they they've been losing companies, bleeding companies every every year.
0: I noticed the Game Awards uh, this year. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm rooting for Jeff Keighley to uh, to crush E3. Wouldn't that be cool if he just crushed oh, yeah. E3? If he destroyed it? If he uh, he said he was he wasn't going to be at last year's E3 like he parted ways with them or whatever. He's doing his own thing now. Um, I I you know go ahead and let that guy just be the the human E3. Jeff Key three, you know. Um, but I, also, I, I, I don't care for either of them, to be honest. I
2: like going to E3. Yeah, well, I guess I'm in the minority here, but I, I
0: like no, to I'm go there. No, I'm saying Jeff Keighley will have an E3. He will, oh, if he he will an E3, have an in-person event. Sure. Yeah, so so here's here's my punchline, though, is I talked about all the trash I watched on Netflix. Just to recap for everyone who forgot some from four minutes ago. I talked about all this trash I watched on TV, and I'm going to tell you what. If there is an E3 in person in the year 2022, I will go, and I know many other people will, too, and they E3. will love that E3. It'll be the greatest experience in the world. You, I mean, I'm going to love it. I'm going to just be like, this rules being at E3, dude. Me and Steve Lin were,
2: we're talking about, Um, he bought right? the website. And we were talking about getting some of that. For those of you who don't know, back in the old days at E3, there was one of the halls called Kantia where just all the nonsense went. And it was like... Mm-hmm. All the government presentations for like Taiwan and Thailand and Norway and Denmark. And then you had United
0: Arab Emirates.
2: Yes. And you had uh, people with like weird handhelds that they had made that maybe never came out. Uh, the GP32 and the Bingo were there. The GP Wiz was there. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> uh, bingo. And then you get your gamer chairs and VR headsets from. 2006 and it was it was just like a free-for-all of nonsense all the retailers were there and that was a fun place to just it was like like
0: one target employee just walking around in his uniform can i help anybody find anything
2: (laughs) it was basically like uh like sifting through a flea market and sometimes you would find something interesting and most of it is just trash and that that experience was fantastic and i miss it so i hope e3 isn't dead forever or something will replace it
0: I hope Key Three has uh they has uh <laughs> its own Kentia Hall. Yeah. Is what I'm hoping.
1: Oh Kentia Hall is just packs now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess that. I guess so. True.
1: If we define a perfect game as one which exhausts every satisfactory application of its core concept, which games Ooh.
0: fit that definition? Every satisfactory uh uh the, the lost Vikings, not a penny more than it needs to have put into any of its level designs. It's just uh they they do everything at least once and it's just nice and clean. Squeezes Go. all the juice out of that fruit.
2: I have a hard time thinking of what, what is fully exhausting the core because I, my first thought was Tetris, but is it fully exhausted? I don't know. No. You can do other stuff with it probably. Funny no. well, to do.
0: A lot of that Tetris fruit is bad fruit, rotten fruit, forbidden fruit, such as like that Tetris ninety nine game. The game's dumb. You ever you ever try that? It's it's stupid. It's you're playing Tetris against ninety nine other people. Who cares? You can't even see their games. There's no nothing personal. You can to see them,
2: but not no, very you well. You can
0: see, you can see him. It's just not a uh, not meaningful. It's not personal. It doesn't have any any intimacy to it. No, but I, just, I don't think it's a bad want.
2: idea. I I think it's a pretty uh, smart way to add a little zazz to the Tetris franchise for a while. So
0: I think it's a pretty good way to uh, to scam uh, people into saying I remember Tetris. Oh, boing! I think that's what it's pretty good at.
2: That's for oh boing.
0: Yeah, you know, you know what? You know what game is real good though? Tetris Two. That's a joke. It's not. I played Tetris Two recently. It's not very good. You ever play that one? Yeah. Zoop. You ever play Zoop? Is that a perfect game?
2: <laughs> In a way, <laughs> it sure was on everything. It was on Jaguar CD. Yeah, oh man, with that soundtrack.
3: If we're considering the constraints of the media that it appears on, um, Super Mario Brothers is nearly perfect. I don't. They could not have squeezed anything else into that game.
0: They yeah. even squeezed to that minus world in there. The, it's like yeah. got like this glitch core thing going on. I think you could say the
1: same of the original Pokemon that really stretched the limits of the hardware at the time. Pocket no, Monster Trainer.
2: Question, isn't it? Stretching the limits of the yeah, hardware? Yeah, it's not really what else. it is. But no.
3: It's not no. Yeah. And that's also not what I was saying. I was saying right. that within the medium on the cartridge, ah. couldn't have fit anything else on the cartridge. That is, if you compare that game to all the other games on that hardware, that is a remarkable game.
0: It's yeah. meticulous you want to say something about if I want to I want to say Pokemon uh Pokemon does a whole lot more than exhaust its core mechanics it 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 duplicates and triplicates its own mechanics within one game and uh, it's uh, it's never as interesting as uh, as as the core of uh, fight your buddies with a link cable could be yeah
2: I, I think Pokemon For... is a good example of the opposite of that yeah. because every Pokemon game that I play makes me think, what if someone made a really good one of these? Like, what, what would that be like? That would be really cool. I'd probably love it. if They made a good
3: one. Yeah. Something where like every minute of it was really crafted. Yeah. To
2: be a progression. Yeah. I agree with that.
3: Um, I'm thinking, I don't know, like I, maybe I'm just stuck on the NES right now, but something like the Lolo games, I think are oh, similar man. to the lost Vikings and that they really exhaust everything you can do.
0: Yeah. Lolo, uh, the adventures of Lolo Two. I like a lot. I recently replayed all, all three of them and uh well they're they're good games, Kyle. They're good games. I was shouting out my friend Kyle, who I was talking to about Lolo recently.
2: There's gotta be some shooters that have done it like maybe R Type final, but maybe not. It's it's no, hard the
0: problem to... with R Type is they're always bringing in bosses with these full screen bosses yeah. that completely change the visual language of the game. So by design, R Type never shows you it's
2: supposed to be extensible um and yeah but it feels like shooters because i guess the reason i'm stuck on it is because shooters have this one cc perfect play style of thing that you can do and so in a way like they're a game that you can perfect um it's not a perfect game itself but it it feels like it's it feels like it's in there like asteroids might, you know, have exhausted all of its possibilities, but maybe not. I i sort of feel like nothing has simultaneously.
0: Asteroids is, I the feel best.
2: like
3: all the answers are going to be simple games like, yeah, like mm-hmm. Lost Vikings, like Lolo, like maybe in Asteroids. I don't know, like Super Mario Brothers. I think yeah. we
0: can all agree about Bubsy 2, though. Bubsy 2, perfect yeah, that's, game, yeah, yeah, perfect game, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Uh, Earthworm Gym 3,
3: was there an Earthworm Gym 3D 3D, yeah, uh, on the like 64 PlayStation stuff like
1: that? Yeah, really, Bubsy. really nailed it. <laughs> All right. We've mentioned Bubsy, so I think it's time to go on to the next question. Oh. it's the, That's the Bubsy rule. The old Bubsy buzzer.
3: Uh, Do you fine. know that the Bubsy, the Bubsy papers were donated to a museum? <laughs> Have Bubsy
2: we discussed papers. this? We didn't discuss it. I saw
3: no. it on your Twitter.
0: Feel okay. free to use our Bubsy remaining papers. moment. The Bubsy papers.
3: Michael Berlin, uh, who was the... You know, creator, lead designer of Bubsy and also some beloved games for Infocom, stuff like that Um, donated his personal. No, nothing (laughs) Um, donated his personal archives uh, to the Strong Museum of Play. Uh, So the the Bubsy papers exist in a museum library that one can access and
1: and study
3: how, uh, how Bubsy and Bubsy 3D were made. He had nothing to do with 2. He hates 2. He's very upset about 2. <laughs> <Bubsy> two <laughs> one, one of Im- the
1: lesser um, uh, Charles Dickens works, but not without merit. <laughs> 2 is where they um,
2: investigated what
0: could go wrong.
2: <laughs> 2 yeah. two is a
3: different team. 2 is just different people. Had
1: nothing yes. to do with Berlin.
0: Bubsy Sorry. 2 is about what could probably yeah, can, go Can I just say on the record right, that yeah. Bubsy, Bubsy 2 is... Uh, you know what? I don't use this phrase frequently. So I'm going to use it today. It's up there in my list of most wrong-headed video games. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was wrong-headed.
3: You and I uh, <laughs> played it on the on the short-lived streaming show that we had, yeah.
0: uh, the Fun Dumpster. You want to know something? You want to feel old? That show wasn't really that short-lived. It went on for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was like a that was like a weekly ritual for a, 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 general, a genuinely pretty long period of time. That's uh, weird. In both of our lives. Yeah, weird, huh? I, I always get freaked out by stuff like that. It's time to play the adaptation game. Uh, okay. This week's challenge,
1: adapt Saturday Night Live into a video game. Okay, That's... it's
0: real bad. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Number one, I don't ever want to work on a video game unless it's a video game that, that uh, has a timeless quality to it. I refuse to, for example, in the writing of the script of my game Truck Heck, uh, reference any modern memes, you know, or and whatnot. Nothing of the zeitgeist belongs in any game I would ever work on, which makes Saturday Night Live a particularly nefarious task. So right. I would want this to be, to be a game that lives on forever. So Wait, you why would, have would you? Because
2: to... it's a... Saturday Night live game, like it, it. I feel like this should be a game that is about the news and should be kind of disposable. Like you, no, no. Well, you check a, in on saying. it. It's a free to play game. Check in on it every day.
0: It pre- it procedurally generates new news. Did yeah. you see that that <laughs> Unreal metahumans thing they announced yesterday? Yeah. Did you see that? Okay, I'm talking a new metahuman president of the United States. Uh, just every week. Is generated with a name and a backstory, and uh, is played by a different celebrity. And it's either it's either Jeopardy or uh, something. And that's how the game begins. the, the game begins with the new metahuman U.S. president. It's Unreal Engine five. We're using Unreal Engine five for this, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, that's my only. I just want to see. I just want uh, <laughs> <I just> to <wanna laughs> see a different U.S. president. Uh, I don't want to see any existing U.S. president caricatures uh, or impersonations that have ever been done on the show. It has to be new ones. So the first part of every game is doing a sketch about the
1: procedurally generated president. If if we're doing
2: MetaHumans, we can just bring back Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd and all these people. and We we can just put them in there.
0: Did you see uh, Eddie Murphy hosted Saturday Night Live last year or whatever? No. And he did. He brought back all his old characters and whatnot. Uh, How'd that go? I I, I didn't, well, here's here's the joke. You ready for this?
1: Yeah, I didn't I watch it,
0: it. Um, but uh, I I saw people tweeting about it, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my that's my feelings on Saturday Night Live. Put on that Gumby costume one last time. I'm sure, I don't know. I have a phone that I keep under my pillow that's just for my white noise app, and yeah. uh, every once in a while it gets new, Apple News updates, and I see them, and I'll like look at it on Sunday morning. I'll wake up, and I was like, look at my phone, and there'll be like a. So and so brings back character blank on last night's Saturday Night Live, and I'm like, "What? Why is this coming from the New York Times?" You know, <laughs> Alec Baldwin killed it again. You know, I'm like, "What?" I guess you got to just get Alec Baldwin in the game, is what I'm what I'm getting at here.
3: I think I would do an adventure game that takes place in the studio, as opposed right. to you running oh, yeah. the show.
0: That's awesome. an intern. So it would. You're, a, you're it would, an intern
3: it would be a murder mystery for a murder that happened behind the scenes, like maybe during a skit. Right. Who killed and, Lorne Michaels. But like the, <sighs> the show still has to go on, but you have to solve the murder before they get out of the studio. Uh, right. and you're going through things like dressing rooms and, 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 and things like that and t- talking to Eddie Murphy or whatever.
2: There's a movie called stage fright directed by Michelle Suave, which is, uh, is essentially a, killer infiltrates your cast um and since the cast is all wearing masks and stuff it, they didn't know who it was for quite a while um yeah. that, that kind of stuff could be pretty cool in here yeah
3: oh yeah it's random the, the killer is a random beloved right. cast member of saturday night live and <laughs> and uh they, they filmed them all actually murdering someone
0: oh that's to, good uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's got a night be. trap thing going on yeah oh yeah. my god and there's and there would be absolutely no humor in it. No. No. No, zero. Just like really show. Yeah. there really like, isn't any in the show either. Um, you really you so,
3: um, actually have to watch Dan Aykroyd <laughs> murder a human. It's not funny.
0: I'm pretty sure that the videotape <laughs> of that actually exists. Good have you seen that guy guy's wild i like dan Aykroyd. you ever seen nothing but trouble i so basically
3: nothing but trouble yeah i know we've, we've
0: we've talked about this before um i was I, I just i was waiting for a moment to name drop the nio marsh uh, novel a man lay dead uh and uh we we sailed right past the murder mystery and the locking the doors in the theater thing i would have sounded really smart to exactly like three vintage mystery fans from new zealand so, that's what
1: our show's for
0: yeah, if you're a, if you're a fan of vintage New Zealand uh, authored mystery novels, shout me out. Saturday Night Live, Celebrity Jeopardy has got to be in there. Maybe someone's murdered during the Celebrity Jeopardy sk- uh, skit. Is it a skit or a sketch? Which one is that? It's a skit. It's a skit. It's
3: a, uh, does a sketch comedy have skits? I think it. Does. The game.
0: O- the game opens with a with like Joel from The Last of Us putting a shotgun to your head and saying, "Tell me the difference between a skit and a sketch." <laughs> and if you oh god uh, this isn't really turning out to be much of a video game at all i think no. it should be an FM, an fmv in the style of until dawn
2: i mean i think frank already solved it is the is the problem yeah. and now we're just i think you should further.
0: be you should be an intern and you have to get a pen to uh Lauren michaels and you're jumping across the stage lights and working your and a uh, 16-bit side-scrolling your way through several beloved sketches such as wayne's world yeah sure uh, yeah. and it's by well, ocean can we yeah can it's, get ocean it's wayne's back?
3: wayne's world and blues brothers levels by ocean and it's like from those games
0: yeah and there's a lethal weapon level in there too for no, yeah. for no reason.
1: <laughs> and they've all got giant heads uh, we will my... be right back after a big quick break
0: head. saturday night big head baby
3: what i was tapping into was there it was a point and click adventure uh for plan nine from outer space yeah uh that does not take place during the movie it's not the fictional movie it's that um you have to explore the sets of the movie because someone stole the film reels or something like that
0: oh, That that not Yeah, it's not plans one through eight from outer space. It's plan nine, as Jerry says in the Chinese restaurant episode of Seinfeld. It's a real good episode of TV. Hey, anybody out there hasn't uh, seen that exact A uh,
1: dramatized reading of the script of Plan Nine from Outer Space every year around Halloween. Jerry Seinfeld. Gex.
0: Oh, Dana Uh, Dana Gowald. Yeah, (laughs) Gowald. Is it pronounced Gowald or Gowled? It's it's go old. <laughs> Dana go
1: old. Welcome back to the Insert Credit Show, episode one hundred and seventy-two. Uh, I'm Alex Jaffe. Joining me this week are Brandon Sheffield, Tim Rogers, and Frank Savaldi. Hey, that's mm. us. Yeah. God, there's
0: some sort of traffic commotion is occurring outside my window. Like uh, I just heard, like like twenty five car horns honking at the same time. Well, we can't hear it. Well, I'm just saying it was alarming. I always expect to look out the window and see something horrifying happening down there. And and usually, no, just a couple of cars. Just Dan Aykroyd (laughs) stabbing a guy.
1: (laughs) Well, all those alarms mean that it's time to go back into the dirt bag. Uh, Every week, I pluck one question from our subscribers to patreon.com slash insert credit to read on the show for our panel to consider. Uh, This week's question comes from Megan Murphy, who asks, What? game as the best post game
2: do we do we call these people the old dirty bagsters is that what we call
1: you can if you want to um i don't want to i
0: like the last name murphy i've got to say it's one of my favorite last names murphy Murphy. good name mostly because of robocop robocop yeah
2: (laughs) drop it i i've talked about this game probably too many times on here but one of my favorite post games is in that rocket slime game i mean um Rocket slime—is that what it's called? Was it called?
0: Yeah, it is called rocket slime.
2: Yeah, it's called rocket slime. You Dragon Quest Heroes rocket slime. I love oh,
0: interesting. That
1: game be a long, long.
2: Because slime? at the end of it, like you, you can beat everything, and then after you beat everything, you you fix up the town, help all the townspeople There's a bunch more stuff to collect every time mm-hmm. you you like. um There are enemies, and there are these little com- conveyor belts that you can throw them onto to to either get rid of them and not have to fight them, uh, or to collect them. And if you collect 30 of them, then you get a gold statue of them in there and, and and they live in your town and they're really happy and stuff. There's just a lot of uh, cute, nice little things that are tied into the general mechanics of the game that you can do. Uh, Interesting. I really like it. It's
0: good. It almost sounds like Brandon Sheffield is describing what's good about the end games of every single game in the Dragon Quest series. I hey. might be. Uh, <laughs> You might yeah. be. Sounds like you might just like Dragon Quest, if you know what I mean. If only... Only there was one of them you you could play and enjoy on a modern console, huh?
2: Yeah, that's um, my I'm...
0: pitch to everybody. I think Dragon Quest Eleven has a marvelous, marvelous post-game end game in that it contains a huge chunk of story post credits. Uh, every Dragon Quest game has a bunch of story post credits, but also it just has a neat vibe. Townspeople all have different uh, different uh, things to say. There's different little uh, just little dialogues. Everything's just different. The dra- Dragon Quest One had just the perfect elegant encapsulation of a of an RPG post game where yeah I was like going to bring this up yeah yeah it's just you just walk you enjoy a nice walk back from the Dragon Lord's castle all the way back around the uh the the sort of counterclockwise spiral of a yeah. of a world continent and all of the poisonous swamps have turned into flowers and there are no more random enemies and you can stop at every town on the way and just talk to everybody i mean it's just a very perfect molecular example of the the dragon quest post game and it's just a very lovely experience
3: yeah i mean I, I saw that when i was i didn't play it but my a friend of mine beat it in front of me yeah and it just seems like all of the good post was that games Louis CK?
2: i'm sorry i'm very sorry started there <laughs> bingo <laughs> i really have to apologize for that joke keep going frank i'm sorry yeah, that's, you it. Really do. that's it i okay. think
3: that was the that that was the post game that defined post games
0: yeah, yeah. and then uh, earthbound does the yeah. exact same thing except it does it uh much 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 uh denser it has a there's there's a lot more towns and a lot more people and a lot more uh, a lot more fun to be had uh, and stuff to be experimented with and poked at you can go back inside old dungeons and find stuff the earthbound end game is incredible in, in its complexity and just how much stuff that it just, but basically, it's just an explosion of that Dragon Quest endgame. Uh, here's a good joke answer. Uh, so, if the ending of uh, Animal Crossing is when you pay off the loan to your house, isn't the whole game just a post game, right? That's not really yeah. a good joke. But uh, I mean, it sort of is. Uh, this is, again, this sounds like a stupid answer, though I do have uh, something to say about it. Um, like Destiny has a campaign, and then once you get through it, the post game is just waiting for uh, them to release new little missions and there's something Mm -hmm. brisk and enjoyable or at least when i i played destiny one pretty hardcore because it's it's just dragon quest with guns basically and once i was done with all of the content i felt accomplished and then when bungie announced they were releasing such and such new thing i was like Ooh, neat i can now i can top up my completion of destiny with this 40 minute little new mission that i can do and that was fun so it's just a perpetual end game, is what games are now, and I actually think that's really nice, especially if you play those games a lot and it's one of your only games that you play. Uh, which uh, it would be fun if I played Destiny a little bit more than I did.
1: Post game is really just an excuse to return to a world you like to hang out
0: in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's always stuff to do in those worlds. I feel uh, like the, these days,
2: yeah, because the post game is could be better. It's it's good, but I could enjoy it more if there well, were a little more to do. But it's in Yakuza, fun to in Yakuza's
0: defense, uh, they, they don't really need to have a very long post game because Dude. the post game is just the next game that's going to be coming out in like three right. weeks uh, is apparently the... Uh, that's the, the Yakuza model just wait a couple of weeks and the, the next full 80 hour game has magically appeared somehow.
3: But I would imagine that if all you did was the main quest, it would be the most fantastic post game experience that's of any true. game.
0: That's a good also, I've actually never beaten The Witcher Three, but I've played enough of it to know that when I do beat it, I will. Uh, I will feel really sad uh, because I think all of the little side quests and stuff are real fun. I got it running at four K one hundred and twenty FPS over here. Okay, it's 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 gorgeous. I'm it's like told that the two the, the the final DLC for The Witcher Three is the high bar, the ultra high bar for DLC episodes, and I'm just told it is like an extremely good. Uh, story content episode that, that finishes, uh, the, I mean again I haven't beaten The Witcher 3 so I don't know I'm just told that the story of The Witcher 3 ends satisfactorily and then these DLCs somehow don't mess it up and that sounds very tantalizing to me
2: well, the All DLCs right. can be played during the game. They're, they're not. Yeah, they're not. after. Or you have to play to a certain point before you can uh, actually get into them. But yeah,
0: I would never do that, though. I, I need to get through the whole game.
1: What's the right amount of
0: random chance to use in a video game? Oh, is this the gotcha mechanics question again?
2: Well, I'm, I'm using none in our in our next game. And uh, oh,
0: good luck with that, Jerry. <laughs>
2: that it, it, it does cause a lot of significant problems, which I think aren't. Huge problems for me, but maybe problems for other people. It's it's interesting when you remove chance. There's, there's a little, but it's very, very, very small, the amount of chance.
0: Remember when Will Wright got up on GDC and he told everybody that his, his favorite game of the past 20 years or so was Advance Wars 2 for the Game Boy Advance? Do you remember that? I forgot. Remember that, this? No, no, no he, I don't. When, when he did that speech at GDC, where he was like the the special anonymous guest speaker who showed up, and it was Will Wright. He was on the syllabus as a Phaedrus, I believe, and he got up there and he said that his favorite game of the past million billion years was was Advance Wars Two, and he just he talked for a few minutes about how perfect the game was and how how it's. Uh, one of the most extremely difficult things to make and i mean advanced wars is a, is a game that has no uh i don't know you hear rubes liken it to chess and such you know and i mean that is a nice surface level reading of that particular game's bounty and glory though the fact that chess is always on like an eight by eight grid with no terrain that, that advanced wars levels and maps like work at all is incredible Ah, uh, that the game does not completely fall apart. If you've ever made a custom Advance Wars level and and played it two players, mm-hmm. you've noticed that stalemate is the uh, the the current the like ending uh, state of each game about ninety five percent of the time. It's really hard to actually like win against another person in a custom map. Yeah, those maps are brain bustingly difficult to make. So the question of uh, when does a what's the right amount of random chance? Very good question. Uh, though I do propose that zero is definitely not the right amount for most people. I Does that agree. make sense? Yep. Um, yeah. Because I I cannot fathom. I think I'm pretty smart. You know, I had scientists X-ray my brain when I was eight years old. I I can't imagine what it would be like to have to make like a fire emblem level or a uh, or at least you know one of the the old fire emblem levels or they've gotten a little looser or an advance wars level. I mean, it's just. Uh, it's just ridiculous to allow for that much flexibility yet with uh, absolutely no random chance that's incredible
2: random within a controlled range is is a good way to to go because i i don't like in uh, i don't know in xcom for example when you've got a 85% chance of hitting mm-hmm. and it and it doesn't hit um, yeah and it like when it, when it uses the actual accurate 85 15% There is, you know, there's, it's a dice roll (laughs) that means you could, you could miss twice in a row on an 85% chance. And it just doesn't feel right. And I don't like
0: it. So you're an advocate for a selection without replacement. Is that what you're saying?
2: I'm definitely an advocate for faking the numbers, is what I'm an advocate for.
0: Well, there is a a similar era of GDC, a keynote by Sid Meier, where he talks a lot about exactly how much random chance he would bake into the old civilization games Mm. and uh i i don't want to misquote it i would just recommend if anybody out there is very very interested in this this razor fine line between will Wright and sid meyer's opinions of the amount of random chance that should be in a video (laughs) game seek out i mean will Wright and sid meyer are definitely two of the best people to try to 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 try and fail to learn something from uh, in the in the field of video game design. Two of the best people to put their names on a video game. Okay, they, they earned their names on their video games, as far as I'm concerned. 100%. Sid Meier, 100 million billion percent, earned the right to have his name on a game. And so did Will Wright. Whatever. Even Spore, you know. And I know that's not even really the game that they, they were making. Um, I would recommend watching any Sid Meier lectures. He did this keynote at, at GDC. Uh, I would recommend watching any any gdc lectures he ever did because there's just a whole lot of stuff and he is huge on randomness in games and it's very sublime this very beautifully mathematically sublime amount of randomness so i would say civilization 2 is about the one i would say go for beautiful game jerry beautiful game
2: randomness is really interesting to talk about for me because like i said we're we're doing a thing where there's very very little of it and i realized after talking to my friend randy o'connor who's a game designer and artist i know randy i needed to kind of reframe my thinking about what what this means because we don't we don't punish the player for making the wrong decision or For making what they think is the right decision, but which turns out to be wrong because of randomness. What we need to do is celebrate and and elevate when they do things really well and efficiently, because you can do even though the randomness is not there, you can still do a better or worse job. You can do it more efficiently or less efficiently. Did you
0: ever play uh, uh, Vandal Hearts, Brandon? Yes. Van- yeah. Okay. So you know how Vandal Hearts uh, rewards you with uh massive, disgusting, like cartoonishly horrible arterial blood sprays if yes. you uh, if you manage to backstab an enemy with the instant kill in one hit. Yeah. That's a that's a neat example of uh, non randomness uh, uh, really rewarding you for doing stuff like the virtuoso way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, um, I, I believe that's the end of our question, though, okay. jeffy uh that's correct. I pressed the button for you. Is that is that the right sound? Uh that's the right good sound. sound?
1: I think it's uh, about right. What are the greatest lengths to which you have ever gone to play a particular video
0: game? I don't want to say too much, though. I've been uh, I've been going through a bit of a thing re The Witcher Three over the past couple of months. Uh, oh, uh, the lengths I'm going through to uh, to allow <laughs> myself to play The Witcher Three. It's
2: not that good. I mean, that's, you think
0: that... I've mentioned it, Brandon? I, I do. have not mentioned it. Uh, okay. I've played a bunch of The Witcher 3. I've played a lot of it. There's okay. a whole lot going on with why I'm not playing The Witcher 3. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've played enough of that game to know that I like it uh, the end. Um,
3: okay, I got one. It's not what the question was. But... No, I got one. I know, I know. Well,
0: I'm saying, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just hinting at everybody stay tuned. I'm going through something to play The Witcher 3.
3: There was a version of SimCity for the 8-bit Nintendo that... Mm-hmm. Uh, you could, you could argue I wanted to play, but really I wanted to preserve, I wanted people to have, um, mm-hmm. that was discovered um, because a former Nintendo employee brought it into a shop. Uh, they announced that they would be attending a, a convention um, in order to start uh, entertaining offers on this game. Um, and I set up an entire museum display uh, at this show at Portland Retro Gaming Expo um of unreleased NES games with like three different playable stations and like a locked case full of ephemera and binders with printed materials and things like that as a honeypot <laughs> trap for the person that I assumed was the owner of this cartridge and and uh and, and I set this up at the show uh, three months of work easily uh in order to um make him like me and the idea of preserving his game as opposed to selling it to the highest bidder, uh, in order that we might, uh, uh, acquire that game. Um, and, and then spent, uh, three days at the show, um, in intense negotiations with this person and its owner, while someone who had flown in from another country was also, uh, haggling with these two, Um, in an attempt to uh, purchase the game for a five-figure sum and then bring it back home and never share it. Um, I did all of that and acquired the game and played that because that's how bad I wanted it. That's exactly what
2: I'm
0: talking about. That's some great lengths.
2: I could probably beat that. Okay. All right. What do you got? What do you got? One time I went down to the store. No, I, I, mean,
3: I, I paid $300 for this Saturn game. I don't think He said, y'all there's... got that bad. And he said, we got the last one.
2: Yeah. I don't think there's anything that I could possibly say that could beat that.
3: While, while the person who uh, was able to front the money, able to uh, unlock this uh, achievement for us, uh, was dealing with family loss at home. I
0: should oh, wow. Played. Family yeah. boss. Well, Frank, what if I told you I literally learned all of the Japanese language just so I could play <laughs> video games? In... <laughs> what if I told you that? That's pretty good. I mean, well, I told... not only what did you told... learn, you embedded. You embedded yourself. <laughs> did you do that to play a particular game? I wanted to play Dragon Quest 5, yeah. That was like the, right. the game that was in my head as I wanted to play. I refused to play some, you know what, I'm not going to say I'm going to go ahead and say fan translations back then. They were, there was probably a decent one. Uh, I, I just refused to play the fan translations. I was like, I'm going to learn this language, dude. And then I did. I learned enough of it to uh to get a job in a, in a a fancy office where I had to wear a suit. This is not
2: nearly as impressive as Frank's, but I did. I, maybe I've talked about it. I did get a game from Mark that now Frank has. Um, and I believe we have the oh, only yeah. copy of it in the world yeah. where I was on a press tour to Finland. And Uh-oh. I was going around to various Finnish game companies and we were in House Mark uh one day and the CEO was talking about uh Ilari Kuitinen. He was talking about uh all the games that they had made throughout their lifetime as first the original you know, it was called Something House and then Something Mark and Mark Something, I forget. There were two different like demos. Originally called
0: Dog House, D O G G House, and they got sued by Snoop Dogg
2: this sued by Snoop, yeah. They had to change that. So um, but I was mentioning all their games and then came upon this one game, which I think was called the Tracker or something like that, or the Trader. And mm-hmm. it was a PS2 game that looked really impressive for the time, but uh, was unreleased. And mm. so I was like, do you still have that somehow? And he's like, it might be on our servers. I'm not sure if it still builds, though. And so I was like, well, c- could you maybe check? And he, he he asked how long I was here. And I was like, well, Three more days and he's like okay come back in three days on the day that you're leaving and i'll see if we've got it and uh turned out they were able to just burn it to a disc and oh, uh and it ran and so now does it rule it's pretty interesting like the the reason it Uh-oh. didn't come out is because it was 2005
0: uh, sounds like it doesn't rule uh, no <laughs> I, well, <laughs> it's, it,
2: it's a demo is so it's it, oh, of course, it can't of exactly fully rule but it was Demos pretty can rule. good you
0: remember john Wu's stranglehold that demo rules yeah. game not so much demo rules this is a question i would like to
1: hear more about from our listeners on forums.insertcredit.com so yeah, get it head in there. there this week and i'd like to hear the length that you've gone to play a particular video game our next question Uh-oh. what are the best bombs in video games oh boom
2: in saturn bomberman fight when you get a really big bomb it's this huge dithered, polygonal, multi-stages st- multi of dithering, multi-stages of polygon shape.
0: We call that dithligonal where I'm from. M-
2: multi-hecahedron shape of a bomb, and I love how that looks. That's one of my a favorite hecahedron? Yeah, yeah, that's what you call it.
0: Yeah, that's good.
2: That's one of my favorite bombs in video games. Well, it's, it's really the explosion of the bomb. Oh, wait, I have another one, which is all of two- the yeah. hidden bombs in suzuki bakuhatsu are pretty fun uh i especially like the one in a soda bakuhatsu. can mm-hmm. it, you know this game it's the one yeah, where I know that game suzuki yeah. bakuhatsu yeah you got a? it's an enix game on playstation one where you have to diffuse bombs that a mad bomber has hidden in everyday objects i'm not like... gonna
0: lie i recently downloaded from the internet archive every single enix game for the playstation one uh just like five days ago so Nice, you can get you some Suzuki Baku. I actually, I I encountered that one while doing that. It's fun. Maybe I'll check it out. Fun bombs in there.
3: So my favorite bomb in video games is uh, Mighty Number 9.
0: Yay! Oh! Bingo! Um, So I'm going to say, in all seriousness, you know what the best bomb is in video games? Yeah. Is when you jump into the air and press the attack button just in time to grab and throw one of those stupid skull face bombs from Gunstar Heroes and yeah. you encounter that nice freeze frame. Oh, and yeah, that's you've, nice. You've just Englished it with the D-pad, and it whips in a wild direction and slams into a guy with like a propeller jetpack and blows up with that beautiful sound. Yeah, I love throwing that thing. That's the things. best bomb in video games. Though also, I'm going to go ahead and give my number two to, uh, the. I'm going to pick a normie answer here. Uh, the remote mines in Goldeneye are fantastic bombs, mm-hmm. and it was one of the funniest things in the world to set one of those on the wall, and then uh, people called it screen cheating, Look, looking at somebody's split in the screen no that's just i think that's how the game is meant to be played you yeah. look at where the person is and you see them walking by and you blow it up and it is instantly ridiculously rewarding
3: i like Boom. the uh i like the restraint of the bomb in breath of the wild i don't really like that game all that much but i kind of like there being a bomb that's pretty useful but not you know, highly explosive and not instantly destructive of everything around it. I like it just sort of being an okay weapon that you can use infinitely.
2: Yeah, that's pretty good. I also like how you can, uh, I mean, if you watch those people doing their weird, look what I figured out, I can do things. It's, It's fun watching the extended possibilities about a uh, a game where its core is not perfect uh, okay can defined. i just say
0: for a second it's called video content creation it's not called weird look what i can do things okay
2: <laughs> i mean it's, it's, it's nice. a specific it's a specific uh
0: it's speed variant of that Stuff. i yeah. know i know i'm just making what i thought was a good joke <laughs> as punctuated by the shotguns <laughs> it's gotta have the shotgun sound we're doing yeah those those weird little videos where people set up the bomb and they freeze time and they get their guy like right in a specific area and they like surfboard yeah over a mountain or whatever yeah i've seen a couple of those
2: talk about a game that doesn't have a good end game that one sure does not because people have had to go to such lengths as i will freeze this bomb in this place and do this thing to do this trick because they wanted to play more zelda And they weren't allowed to because there wasn't any left.
0: I Uh, know the feeling. Back with the old Link to the Past, you 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 don't want to even know what we had to do with Link to the Past in order to enjoy. You had no
2: physics
3: on that one.
0: Yeah, we had to just like see if you could. Oh, see if I could just do a run for like and kill like six guys. We had to really stretch Link to the Past in order to have fun after beating it.
1: I remember having Link's Awakening and digging up every single square on the map.
0: Wow. it's horrible. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't fun at all. <laughs> it was horrible. No, no, it's uh basically the most fun thing to do with the Zelda's back then was to just start it over and play through it again. Yeah, it's yeah. always a good time to do that.
2: You know, what's a surpri- Surprising to me is there aren't very many good bombs in like scrolling shooting games, or even in you know like Ace Combat type things. None of those bombs feel very fun to use or satisfying to me. They always feel like they're fulfilling. like a
0: bazevius bomb.
2: Yeah, they're they're fulfilling an obligation of there being two types of enemy to defeat or two planes on which I have to interact. They never feel like I'm doing something really fun. Although maybe the the big bomb in in Raiden feels okay, you know, like because it creates a big crater and you feel like you really did something.
0: Yeah, it's uh everybody wants that terrain deformation. Yeah, they want that destructive environments. It's all about the destructive environment. I want that Hulk ultimate destruction. I basically like any bomb that you can kick as well. Uh, the Saturn, I, I think uh you know in, in Bomberman you can kick some bombs. Uh, yeah, starting in Bomberman ninety
2: three or ninety four, you can kick bombs pretty
0: good. Yeah, yeah, kicking them's pretty good. I just always thought it would be cool to have a game where you could just like really field goal kick, really punt a bomb. You know. And it would, like, hit a guy in the chest and he would blow up. I think that would be pretty cool. Like a a bomb that's like a football. There's got to be a $2 Steam game called Kick Bomb, right? Yeah. Kick Bomb.
3: Kicky Bomb
0: is what they'd call it. Oh, also Truck Heck has, I think, probably the actual best bomb in video games. Just throwing that out there.
1: Okay, question number 10 is the question I am about to ask right now. Makes sense. is the finding a long crispy french fry in your order of onion rings of video game.
2: Wait, do we like that or don't we? Well, we well that's, you tell some me. Some to some you on
0: that. Brandon, do you like onion rings? No. Ooh, so no. if you were forced to eat onion rings, the french fry would be the thing you went right for.
2: But did you say curly french fry? I said crispy. Crispy. Oh, yeah, okay. Cris- so
0: like a like a, the question is do you think crispy is the ideal french fry? Is not a question. Didn't. Okay.
2: So for me Interesting. finding finding a crispy long crispy french fry in a in the onion rings that for me is good okay How about for you too
0: i mean
3: uh i enjoy both of these things and i and what i enjoy more than onion rings or crispy french fries is variety in my meal yeah,
0: so yes. excellent. I'm,
3: I'm having a good time if i find a french fry good and i Tim? specifically
0: went to the guy fieri restaurant in las vegas and one of the items was uh back before you know they they burned it down or whatever happened um <laughs> and uh, i think it was shut down later and uh the only thing on the menu that i uh, as a vegetarian was able to eat was this bucket of french fries right <laughs> and it was it With was in one a steel it was in a steel bucket oh well i'm getting there uh i'm getting there it was in a steel bucket and the menu advertised it as having five different types of fries which is uh you know a little you know what i i think guy Fieri's actually pretty cool uh after i looked sure. into uh the After I watched a couple episodes of a couple of his shows, I'm like, oh, this guy actually like... I think everyone's come around. Yeah, we've all
3: come around, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I yeah, it's, uh, everyone, everyone has like very recently come around, I've noticed. It's like people are just proudly talking about how much Guy Fieri's a nice, he's a nice man, which is what my mom was saying all along, so (laughs) my mom is cooler than most people on Twitter. So yeah, I got this big bucket, this big steel bucket with like five different types of french fries, and they were all so bad. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they they were like you ever get those seasoned fries that are like crusted with like cheeto eskily with with seasoning yeah. yeah and it's it's always seasoning of nebulous provenance where it's you don't understand it. it's it's cayenne pepper and salt and whatever anyway there was one onion ring in in that bucket okay one <laughs> onion, ring. And that onion ring was the best part <laughs> of the bucket that's the end of my story
1: also you could you could have ordered the onion rings
0: then yeah. i should have ordered onion rings yeah well, yeah to there me, was another you- option
1: who likes both onion rings and French fries? This question is ordering one kind of good time and unexpectedly getting a different type of good time for a little bit in the middle of it. A little sliver of it.
2: I guess it might be a really good mini game or yeah. uh, or a, a sub mode that you didn't really think about, but yeah, really good mini game. I kind of this this is going to be a controversial opinion, but I really like the cabaret management simulator in uh in Yakuza.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those are cool.
2: And to me,
0: well-structured,
2: that's, that's one because I, I don't know. I I do kind of like management Sims. I, I find them engaging in a, and, and since this one has a finite beginning, middle and end, I don't have to be like, wait, what am I doing? Why am I wasting my time on this? Like I would with a free to play version of that because it, at a certain point it's over and there's no point me, in me doing it. And uh, so I like that. That's one, but it's not the best example. I wouldn't say.
0: I think, uh, in the, in the middle of Tucky Mickey Memorial, there's a very slim chance that you might, uh, you might somehow find yourself playing, uh, Twinbee. Yeah. Poppin' and Twinbee. And it's, it's not just Poppin' Twinbee. It is an exclusive level that is a, an exclusively designed, like, score attack bonus yeah, mode. it's
2: a caravan mode, as, as they yeah. say in those PC Engine parlance.
0: That's exactly, exactly what it is. And, uh, that rules a lot, uh and it's just it's just there and you get to play it and as soon as you die it's over and uh you're like you've got to just kind of reroll your whole game in order to possibly do that again. Yeah, I like this. I would say that that is the the battle system in Tokyo Memorial where you do the final fantasy battles which are rare and come up at completely unpredictable times. I I would say those are less like a french fry in the onion rings than the twin bee is because it's just ooh this is fun for a couple seconds. It's like a arcade perfect twin bee just popping in there all of a sudden that's a french fry in my onion rings and i like onion rings i gotta say what are the best onion rings you've ever had frank
3: uh there was this cafe in vegas i can't remember the name of it but um my uh my boss's boss at the time was obsessed with it because he was obsessed with hunter s thompson and they shot the diner scene in fear and loathing in this place Uh oh Um, yeah so it was onion rings that were uh obscenely thick they were almost like a like a like a a, a cake batter almost thick with oh, batter yes. or with onion with batter. Okay, um, so it was you know kind of soft and almost donut like in texture, but uh. savory with the onion inside. That was the best onion ring. I've it
2: ever almost had. sounds like a hush puppy in a way, um, but It doesn't have the puppy.
3: the uh, seasoning of a hush puppy though. It tastes like onion ring. I, like I would cake-y propose cake-y calling it a ring.
0: calling it a fun puppy is what you would call an onion hush puppy hybrid would be a fun puppy somebody out there you can make that i don't i don't even want the royalties
1: (laughs) okay i think let's go on to our lightning round
0: okay i actually Uh, think that was a good question that was a good one and uh i I, I tried to stall for time by thinking about i have strong opinions about those kind of fried foods i can't eat onion rings like i used to could well anymore uh, these days though i I do like thinking about them
1: i have been keeping score throughout the show right now frank is in the lead but that can all change (laughs)
0: <laughs> Actually, Frank should not be in the lead because he talked about Sim City on SN on on NES yeah. and did not talk about how good Raid on Bungling Bay is. So yeah, that wasn't the
1: topic, though.
0: It doesn't matter. He should have mentioned Raid on Bungling right. Bay. So, Sim City on NES was pretty good, not as good as Raid on Bungling Bay.
1: Well, inspired by one of our most popular games, pokedexperts Experts, we're going to play a game this week that I'm calling Playing flavorites I'm Uh-oh. going to show you a series of items or characters. And you have yeah. to come up with a line of flavor text for each one of their entries in the in game encyclopedia. Oh, do uh, well, we know week,
2: what kind of game we're talking about? Uh, I'm about to tell you. Oh, uh, that's a good. Because
1: name. this week we are doing Mega Man Robot Masters.
2: Oh, my gammon. Oh, crackums.
1: Your first robot master is Iceman. Oh, my God. What are we what are we doing with this? You're giving We're... us a line of flavor text for their in-game encyclopedia entry. Uh,
0: so oh, so like like Magic the Gathering style flavor text. Iceman.
1: He's not a nice man.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> not exactly a flavor text in my opinion.
3: You know, I translated a ton of flavor text. Not myself, but paid someone to translate a ton of flavor text for all these guys in a product I did. Can I can I download that fast enough to uh, <laughs> what, read what it? What were out? they like?
2: What was the... Because uh, I don't remember there being flavor text with so there's
3: So for the first six games, um, it was a feature we took from the PlayStation ports, and it was like a database of all the enemies in all the ah. games. And they tended to be they tended to try to be backstories uh involving what their intended function was before that's they were bad i yeah. see
0: oh yeah so um, my my text for this guy would be one day dr wiley's refrigerator stopped working there you go
2: yes that's Escaped good. from grandma's icebox and now he's on the loose your next guy is chill
3: man who's this guy chill man uh my sweet nora
0: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, very good.
3: <laughs> to never again walk with a warm hand in my own. <laughs> oh, oh good. God.
2: Yes, I would kill for that. In the in the later films, <laughs> cold as ice, trees. Yes, uh, et-, Batman et cetera. And Robin. Ice to see you.
1: Did you know uh, Ice uh, to see on you is not in that snake. movie? It's yeah, I know. This. That's from, uh, the it's Sim- from The Simpsons. Uh, your next is Cold Man.
0: Cold Man? There's no cure for him. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: he, he's not as common as you'd think.
0: The only cure for him is a blaster. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? I,
2: I'm good okay with
1: that. Yeah. Or,
3: <laughs> or sub it with whatever the he's actually weak to.
0: Yeah. Mega Buster. Tundra Man. Tundra
2: Man. This
0: wow.
3: one's
2: for the furries.
0: Oh, Wait, well, he can skate. There's he's nothing furry states. about
2: this. Uh, I don't know. It's all metal. Yeah, I know. this is,
0: uh, I no think animal uh, one, I think one should be, you should be wing. put in podcast jail for, uh, for that. That's not a I tail. I think the, uh, robot equivalent of furries should be clanky. The head, uh,
1: clankies.
2: Yeah, it's for clankies.
0: Uh, the mannequin equivalents of for furries should be clunkies. Because sure. metal, wood makes a kind of clunking sound. <laughs> Uh, the the mallet equivalent of furries should be uh, uh, clonkies. so I guess this one
2: would be like once uh, designed to replace Olympic class skaters or something like that, not very exciting but that's probably what it was for Uh,
0: designed to win uh, the The medals that have not been uh, invented yet Freeze, I man. I've certainly
2: noticed a trend here, Jaffe, which is that in addition to this topic already being difficult, you are get, making it more difficult. <laughs> by, uh, <laughs>
0: Freeze, yeah, you, man.
2: You <laughs> oh, you picked up on that. Yeah, I did pick up on it. Freeze, well, it was, man. Uh,
3: was created as an employee at uh, Dr. Wiley's uh, frozen pea factory originally. Yeah. Dr. Wowie. Sure. Dr. Wowie. Oh, Dr. Wowie, yeah. Well, Dr. Wowie. Dr. Wowie's meat. Pack I'm sorry, I mispronounce. I do that all the time. Dr. Oh, Wowie.
0: Dr. Wowie. Dr.
2: Wowie's pea factory.
0: <laughs> I like Dr. Right. Wiley.
2: Uh,
1: Frostman.
2: Oh, he's in mega man 8 which is the best mega man
0: uh <laughs> mega Man the flavor text <laughs> oh man i like how the ring around the bottom of his face looks kind of like teeth
3: yep oh yeah he's just got circle teeth yeah, just... yeah so he's, he's like a ring of teeth he's, he's,
0: a, he's a big robot igloo gorilla mm-hmm. i like it
2: and he's got a, 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 a gauge on him mittens. that shows he's all the way cold
0: and his hands are mittens they're mittens
2: yeah i love how in these japanese games they're like okay this guy is cold, so we've got to give him like mittens and earmuffs because because he he's cold. It's like simultaneously he embodies and needs to be protected from the things that he. Right. Is. He
3: also seems to have rocket blasters on the top. Of his
0: feet? Yeah, that rules. Yeah. To keep Those him grounded? I don't know. Yeah, just to oh, so, yeah, so the flavor it to text the is, 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 his shoes contain cold holes. To <laughs> hold, the, hold the coldness in. To the soles. All right. Our, okay, oh. our
1: last one to so make this good. good Blizzard Man.
0: Blizzard <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, uh, Unfortunately rejected uh, from Overwatch 2. There you go. Because he's an Overwatch character. Right. All right. No, I get it. Blizzard Man. Got
1: it. Okay. Well, that was an ending. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to let the listeners decide amongst themselves who won this week's episode. So, uh, why don't you go on to forums.insertcredit.com where this episode link is posted and let me know which of the panelists did the best job this week, and I'll tell them who got the most votes from you people. Uh, until then, uh, does anyone have anything they'd like to recommend to our audience or plug in regards to their own personal project?
0: Personal projects?
2: I've got to recommend which is The Wolf of Snow Hollow. That's a movie. And Ooh. it's, uh, you know, a lot of these movies these days that are B movies, they try to be an 80s B movie or a 90s B movie, and they just try to replicate that. This one is not, it's not trying to do any of that kind of nonsense. It's just a movie that's made on a budget. Uh, it's got its flaws. Um, some of the the acting is very touch and go, but it is a pretty cool story. Re- really relatively contained about a, uh, a werewolf situation in a small town where the, um, the sheriff is aging and dying and his son is trying to take over, but he has alcoholism and rage issues, but it's also kind of a comedy. Um,
0: it's, yeah, a, it's, I, I,
2: it's a pretty good one.
0: I saw, I didn't see the movie though. I saw some stuff about it. It's, isn't that the, the, the movie that was uh, Robert Forster died did he die before it came out? That he was like his last movie. Was he it his last? It was his last one. Out.
2: I think there is one movie after that that, but it, it doesn't seem to be quite of as much consequence. So yeah, oh, yeah, he 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 was definitely in the credits as in memoriam, and he dies in the movie as well. I guess I shouldn't mention that. But whatever. oh yeah,
0: well I mean I figure kind I of figure implied. it's kind of if it's a father and son thing, and it's a werewolf, and he's an yeah. old man, you know, he's not going to make it. Right. Robert Forster has a good accent. That's true. That's all I have to say. He, just, he has a good, you know, when you want to talk about American people with a distinctive uh, non-standard accent, that guy's got a good one. Like Michigan, Detroit, it's kind of a Michigan accent. It's I, a decent accent, Jerry. You you can
2: forget that that guy was a young person because he, he was an old dude in so many movies, but he, he was a pretty good young dude also in movies.
0: Yeah. Some of those dudes were, uh, you look at those old dudes and you just never really got to see what they looked like when they were younger. And then when you see them, it's like, oh, they were cool. That guy was cool.
2: Yeah. I once yep.
0: tried to find out what Willie Nelson looked like when he was younger, and uh, he looked pretty much like Willie. So yeah. he didn't really look too different. He just I came mean, out of the womb
2: like that.
0: Yeah, he clearly was younger, though uh, he didn't. He, his style never changes. So good old Willie. Yeah,
3: he never got the big Willie style.
0: Man, that yeah. Willie Nelson song in uh, Red Dead Redemption Two is one of the best uh, song moments in a game. Just throwing that out there. We never yeah. talked about that before. I don't think there's a Willie Nelson song that comes up in Red Dead Redemption too, and it's real good when it comes on. It's tasteful. That's me talking about Willie Nelson now. I don't know why. Listen to Willie. He's all right. Is that
2: your recommendation?
0: No, I don't. I. That's not my official recommendation, though. If I read a bunch of uh, get records into Willie, Go for it.
2: To uh to the Czech Republic to try to sell them in exchange for for Czech records. And, oh, uh,
0: Czech records.
2: The only ones that they wanted. Uh, at this
0: particular place. It turned out they were, were the, more interested in chess at that were the, time. With the
2: Willie Nelson records that I had? And uh, oh, they really? gave a pretty good price for them. Yeah.
0: yeah well, I get a good price for Willie. Willie'd mm-hmm. be proud. He'd be proud of that. Yep. Anyone else Nelson's got any wrecks? Pretty good. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Frank, you're going to recommend Raid on Bungling Bay to secure uh, your victory? You know, I'm not, actually.
3: <laughs> okay, Frank loses. But uh, you ever... <laughs> I, I will further. I think I think you might have recommended watching Will Wright's GDC talks in addition to, to Sid Meiers. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Both I of do. Them.
3: I do like his uh, his classic post mortem of Raid on Bungling Bay, which is a game. It's very I'd, good. I'd never put any consideration into before uh, attending that talk, so I do recommend going and checking that out for Tim.
0: I actually watched that exact talk uh, like uh, like three or four days ago. So. Yeah, I've All seen right. it a couple times. It's good. Yeah. Uh I have seen it a couple times myself. Man, Raid right on bungling I was I was I, in case you can't tell, I was playing Raid on Bungling Bay very very recently. Uh uh I played it very recently for something specific and then I just kind of it became a game that I just keep putting on and playing now. So, that's uh it's it's just become one of my like, oh, why did I never really like this game? Uh Cause you it know? doesn't
2: look that cool, I think is why yeah, for and, me anyway. It just doesn't and then have like a it,
0: then when you play it it's like oh this game is cool though.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm sure it is it just doesn't it doesn't yeah. doesn't have them graphics to get me through.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean it's uh it's got a lot of stuff in it, that's all I'll say. Has a lot of the camera movement in it. Guy figured out car- uh, camera movement back in 1984 or whatever. It's just camera movement is perfect. Commodore 64, you can play this game on, man. Uh I don't know what else. I don't know. I don't have any other recommendations because I've been doing the exact same thing uh for the last 7 days since uh since uh, this with the, we, we last convened on this podcast, I have not enjoyed watching any TV shows or anything.
1: Okay, so. um, I could recommend a TV show.
0: What TV um, show? Yeah, do it.
1: Uh, all right, I'd like to recommend Toast of London. It's uh Matt Berry uh, British comedy. You could watch it on Netflix right now if you're in the U.S. It's about Host. a uh, classically trained actor who has to take the worst acting jobs in London after he's in a legendarily terrible play that ruins its career it's Uh, really interesting
0: my i always ask when it comes to england why toast when you can roast you do always say that yeah that's a reference to something very specific uh I also
1: have a number of other recommendations I'd like to get into. I'd recommend that if you're listening to any platform where you can subscribe or review podcasts, that you do that for hours. It helps with our visibility. Uh, fortunately, a lot more people are seem to be listening to and enjoying the show, and we've been really appreciating that. It's been nice to see the reach grow, and we'd like to see it grow some more. Uh, you can also go to Patreon.com/slash/insert credit, where you can become a patron to submit your own questions, get episodes one day early, one and day early, even, one day early, and. even get exclusive access to regular bonus episodes and other exclusive content. Uh, For instance, as of this recording, we have 336 patrons, and we've decided that once we hit 360, we're going to record a special episode ranking the best Xbox 360 games of all time. Uh, You can join us in the community at forums.insertcredit.com, and follow us on Twitter for our own personal updates and projects. The show is at Insert Credit, I'm at Alex Jaffe, Frank is at Frank Zafaldi, Tim is at 108, and Brandon is at Necrosoft this show's producer is esper quinn with music by kurt feldman once more i'm alex Jaffe. i'm frank cefaldi
0: i'm tim rogers i'm brandon sheffield and your
1: game has now been saved
0: And this is podcasting.
1: Thank God that's over. And now you're <laughs> playing with podcasts.